0: Felipe.
1: I'm Lillian. And
0: welcome to the Postmod Pod episode six. Six. It's Numero been six. six episodes. And we are here to make sense of current events. To make sense of current events. Thank you for the live crowd that has joined us on YouTube. We will be taking questions and comments at all times during this stream.
1: And if you want, you should probably read out the comment that you're replying to. If you are engaging, right? I don't for know our, what that means. For our podcast so, listeners. Oh,
0: yes. Oh, oh, this is the ask, <sighs> repeat the question for the listeners. Yes, when someone exactly. Asks, exactly. Good evening. It's a tough choice. Scotland football or joining your live stream, <laughs> says Sans Sea.
1: Football. Well,
0: with a name like Sans Sea, I'm not surprised. Okay, so here we go. Time for the long-coveted icebreaker. Okay. What is your most used emoji?
1: My most used emoji is the red heart.
0: The red heart.
1: Yes. How about you?
0: Let's hear from the commenters. What does that say about Lillian if the red heart is the most and used And I usually
1: use three. Emoji. Three me,
0: red hearts. The most used emoji is the laughing face, but not the straight horizontal laughing the face, crooked but one. the diagonal okay laughing face. you don't
1: use them in combination or you no, use just no, no. three crooked ones
0: i use depending on my mood i'll use four or five or six or sometimes like 15 in a row <laughs> wow Oops, there's my coffee um are you I going to visit one re- of those okay just one of them.
1: Yeah, and usually the normal one. And then if I use two, I use the 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 straight and then the crooked like mm. that. I'll alternate usually.
0: Yes. Okay. Or three in a row. <laughs> Someone wants to know are we going to visit the Wendy's in Reading Yes. Most do you guys want to meet up definitely, there? Definitely. Yeah. Do you want to have a meetup there at meet the Wendy's? At
1: Wendy's.
0: For the thirty-two of you that are live right yeah, now. Yeah.
1: I would do it. When are we next available?
0: Well, I don't know, but anyway. So why don't we get started? I think it's your turn to go first. All right. Well, I only stories. I I think think I only only uploaded
1: two, two, so Um, or maybe only one. Lame. Okay, that's all right. I'll just make things up on the fly, or we'll just come back to me later if we have more to talk about. But so, just in case you guys didn't know, we're a postmodern family. We're Americans. We live in the UK. We comment on society and current events. Oh, you're right. Uh-huh. And what um, uh, I f- I don't know what I was going to say after that, because I I'm feel like I've been really in- interrupted, just like interjections <laughs> of like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> That's Felipe over there just reacting to your comments. <laughs> okay, what was I going to say? We we normally do reaction videos on our channel here, on the Postmodern Family channel, However, I have that itch to talk about current events and talk with my husband Felipe about these things and get his his pick his brain on it. And so we decided to do this podcast and we are trying to just branch it off. Eventually, we will have all our, our live streams on the postmod pod channel. So find that. Postmod pod is a new YouTube channel that we're trying to put all of our podcasts on there. And um, and then obviously you can find us on podcasts itunes and stuff like that
0: and spotify
1: um but yeah we do three stories each usually and i only had time to sort out one so far hey. and we just talk about it so typically it's on twitter so if you're also if you're not on twitter um on you can there. get on there for the comedy and you can find us i'm post post modern mum and uh you can find me there and
0: And I'm there as postmodern fam.
1: So the first one that the first and only story I have here Mm. is the arrest of a pastor in Canada. So there have been several pastors that have been fined and arrested in Canada for Mm. continuing to meet for church Mm. or maybe refusing to whatever, follow the rules of Mm. masks and social distancing and things like that. So this one, somehow, he was called in to um, report exactly the arrest. So he was there. He has footage. And we're going to play it for you now. Mm.
2: I'm
1: going to turn the volume up here. This is the best
0: part, where we? Put a phone to I'm
2: so here for Rebel News, and I'm outside of the home of Pastor Tim Out, Stevens. Outside. Pastor Tim was once again taken into custody. Numerous police vehicles arrived Tim and Steven, put him man. in a car, taking he him away his from kids. his families. It was an extremely emotional kids. and harrowing ordeal, and we were there to capture it as it happened. I'm going to let you go now to the footage of his arrest. He was served, okay, yeah. and then you and <laughs> yeah. you had that gathering okay. on June the 6th. You had that gathering. So that's what you're under arrest for. <laughs> there <laughs> 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 any
1: avenues for you guys to,
2: to question orders? Or do you always <laughs> just that have pulled us with I have pulled me let me you know but if it gets too to hot or whatever, then I'll roll them. over. Bye, Daddy! You're okay. crying. kind of traumatic. No other jurisdiction is in prison. After... I'm not going to speak to them, okay? In Canada, okay. Only I would say continue the course that you're continuing on push further ahead push harder if you need to and that, that's how all how much harder can, can we push here I, I i don't know how far so you them too? i, I have like no reason it. to rescue right so i'm going to leave it at that okay bye daddy oh, bye, guys. Okay? <laughs>
1: Okay
2: guys step back please Can you guys share maybe why Jason Kenny gets a free pass and you're arresting pastors across the province? Any comment, any emotion for this family whatsoever? No, you're just gonna drive off just like that. Is this why you became a police officer?
1: All right, so that was Rebel News. Um, I have I have mixed feelings about what happened here. Mm-hmm. Um, my first impression is the fact that he was called ahead of time to film this arrest, and then they have all the Who's kids out. Who's he? You out, mean the interviewer? This guy from uh-huh. Rebel News, right? Um, and that I think his name is Adam Sowos. Mm. and and then all the kids were out there like just crying and not mm. being consoled. Yeah. I felt like a, it was a bit of a show. Did you have that feel?
0: It did seem a bit staged. Yeah. Um or at least if not staged cuz the kids kids have a hard time staging. So I think it was uh, choreographed.
1: Yeah. Was I'm not saying that they were being told to cry. I'm saying I'm saying that they're I almost feel like they were being exploited in their emotional mm. display. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: but at the same time um, I don't think it's right to arrest uh, a pastor and it seems like he's very compliant and mm-hmm. what like, you- really mm-hmm. what's the point what what I guess the point is that they're sending a signal to the the police and the government mm-hmm. whoever ordered this arrest mm-hmm. they're sending a signal out. That this is what's going to happen if you continue down this path. Okay. So, what is it exactly that he did? Do you know?
0: Um, it sounds like
1: it says Pastor Tim Stevens arrested on new charges. Full story. So, so he's not—he's been arrested before. It says arrested on new charges. Okay. Um, after underground church services, so he's arrested again. This is the second time. Pastor Tim Stevens was arrested on Monday afternoon on new charges after Fairview Baptist Church gathered for underground worship for the second week in the row since their church was effectively seized by Alberta Health Services last Saturday. Alberta authorities were forced to drop other charges against Pastor Tim last month after discovering that Alberta Health Services never served Pastor Stevens with the court order he was accused of having violated a requirement under the order. That effectively ended the case against Pastor Tim, but he will now be facing another legal battle. On Tuesday, Rebel News reported Pastor Tim will be held in prison until June the 28th due to his refusal to sign bail conditions that would limit his ability to gather with his congregants. So he refused to sign for bail because he he knew that he would be gathering. Okay. And he was up front, it sounds like, with that. And they, so therefore, they're like, no. Over the weekend, an ever-growing crowd gathered at an undisclosed location for services and shared the words, sang songs of praise, and heard Pastor Tim preach. As the worship progressed, a police helicopter discovered the gathered congregation. Mm. It's unclear if they were actually searching or if it simply happened upon it, but as the helicopter was significantly north of the location of worship and continued towards the city, it wasn't several mi- until several minutes later that the helicopter returned and completed a rep- repeated passes overhead. Minutes later, police vehicles were seen circling the location. They were never removed from worship or made arrests, but it sounds like then they they pinpointed the date w- in, in the beginning, where he says you're being arrested for gathering on June the sixth, and it seems like they mm-hmm. that's when they decided, okay, okay. it's time to right. take action again. Okay, so their arrest- so his what are his charges? Does it say? That it doesn't even say. It just says here that for meeting Mm. in this underground church. Okay. Because his other one his his building was seized.
0: Right, right.
1: So that's it. Like that's That's the story. (laughs) That's the story, but I just don't get why that's criminal and you go get sent to prison for it.
0: Uh yeah, I don't I don't know Canadian law. I think during during the first lockdown in the UK, in England it was forbidden to meet in churches but subsequent lockdowns it was permitted under certain conditions
1: so then let's say that continued on here where they didn't permit meeting mm-hmm. and then some rogue pastor decided to meet yeah you think it would also happen that he would be arrested for this probably yeah really
0: yeah i mean they they did uh, they did descend in wales on a couple of services that were not compliant mm-hmm. to the services they descended on a catholic mass in london and shut it down uh, so, that was not compliant to the conditions so it's not out of the pale beyond so the then pale
1: i here. guess um now we're looking back a little bit in hindsight okay so Mm -hmm. before in the very beginning when these things were being locked down right in the very beginning Mm -hmm. there was a bit of an unknown uh, whether or not the virus was very deadly um, etc but now it seems like by based on the numbers the mortality rate is extremely low like up to five percent for 80 plus Mm. and then like under 70 it's like 0.1 percent or something one percent maybe Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so the mortality rate is extremely low for this virus Mm -hmm. do you think then Mm. now because this just happened last week yeah uh do you think it's completely unwarranted now and it's just reaching some sort of totalitarian state where they're trying to get rid of christianity
0: you're asking, what are they, are they targeting Christians?
1: Yes. What are they doing? I, I, I just mm. don't understand it. Can you explain it to me? Can you make sense of this current event for me, please?
0: No. I mean, all it is is um, governments in the West have decided to establish and test their credibilities as entities that rule. On the on their ability to enforce COVID regulations. So, in in general terms, so as an example, when the when the American Republic uh, won its independence from the United Kingdom, there was a group of rebel farmers in New England that were unhappy about the tax on whiskey, mm-hmm. and they rebelled, and it was called the Whiskey Rebellion. Mm-hmm. And George Washington himself marched out at the head of uh, of a troop and put down the whiskey rebellion. Mm-hmm. Okay, and he knew that it was a test of the baby republic as to whether they could enforce the rule of law. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that was a very delicate situation where the rule of law had to be established and had to be demonstrated that these people can govern. So now governments – the general principle is that governments must never allow their authority to be flouted hmm. because once that is permitted, then it's a slippery, slippery slope towards but I thought- uh, a complete uh, rebellion. So – if governments, for whatever reason, I'm not commenting on or have decided that this COVID thing needs regulations, then they cannot permit anyone to flout the
1: regulations. But I thought governments weren't there to, to make a population su- submit. I thought they were there to serve the people.
0: Governments are established, whether they're uh, Republican governments or uh, monarchical governments, governments are there to rule period so to a step so some governments claim to be uh claim to acknowledge the sovereignty of the people and the sovereignty of the individual and other governments do not so if you go to iran and the ayatollahs they don't rule on the basis of the sovereignty of the people they rule on the basis of they know best and they know what the people uh, should get and so, so do canada people have people canada as far as
1: they know that going into it
0: it's not like you're born in iran and at the age of seven you're asked hey mate do you want to stay in iran and acknowledge the ayatollah as absolute ruler or leave you you, you just you just I'm grow just thinking
1: up of in terms of because i've been listening to the book a state of fear by laura doddsworth and she talks yep. about the NHS. The NHS is basically an arm of the government. It's run by the government, and it used to be viewed—maybe it still is by many people—that it's supposed mm-hmm. to be there to serve the people. You, they provide the services that the people. But these want. are these and, are, and now you take it seems these, to be taking another way of where it's now going to enforce upon you. You
0: act as though that's the given, um, let's say, self-evident truth of government. That government is meant to serve the people, but that's not a self-evident truth.
1: Exactly. I th- that's what I'm trying right. to point out. So I think people don't realize that.
0: But it's not um, the only. I mean, even even um, even governments, as they were depicted in in in, in scripture,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, the only thing that was safeguarded and caused. The almighty to intervene in government was always ever the guarding of his worship mm-hmm. that was the main issue always yeah but so, the government now so regardless of whether there was 50 assemblymen whether they acknowledged the right of the people to govern themselves or anything that's just all hogwash the, the the reality is God instituted governments so that right worship could be protected. That's the main goal. Right. Holiness, the right worship. But that's
1: not in existence so, anymore in so Canada, that is, is so,
0: it? So this idea that uh, as an extension of that principle, um, the Founding Fathers and the Enlightenment established that uh, that idea of right worship comes from the idea that each individual um, is is... Is uh, is called to rightly obey God, Mm -hmm. and that those right or that call or that duty cannot be infringed by anyone. Part is to be able to dispose of your property charitably to pursue your happiness. This was the extended version of the after the Enlightenment of what governments were meant to do. But that's, that's sort of a logical – it takes a logical sequence of thinking to get to that. Mm-hmm. It's not self-evident from scripture or it's not mm-hmm. even self-evident from reality. I see. So the fact that the West has departed from Christianity significantly severs the logical sequence of steps mm-hmm. that takes you from right worship to individual sovereignty, individual uh, self-governance, if you will. Um, and so in secular government, there is no moral reason why government should be for the people, by the people and of the people. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no moral compel- compelling reason. Mm-hmm. So the Canadian can't raise their hand and say, wait a minute, it's a law of nature that I no, should have this freedom.
1: But it is, it is written into the American um, constitution that the government is supposed to protect. But this the is Canada, liberty. right? I know, I know. I'm just thinking there there are governments that are based on protecting the individual liberty and freedom. Yeah,
0: so I don't know Canadian law. I don't know what their constitution says, etc. But
1: the, well, I'm sure it's handed down from the the, the UK. I have no Great idea. Great Britain, no. right? I have no
0: idea. I'm not going to speculate. But the the American Constitution certainly says, spells out at least the Declaration of Independence says that. Um, individuals have the right uh, to pursue um, happiness, mm-hmm. uh, the right to the pursuit of happiness, mm-hmm. and that that is then implemented in the Constitution through a sequence of rights mm-hmm. that are not given by government but are indelible right, and are not gifts of government. right. And so on the back of that idea, then governments are established to protect those God-given rights.
1: So maybe we just come from but a from, we come from a milieu things.
0: where that's the given.
1: Yes, but it's not the given here or in Canada. Maybe it's just not given. I don't know
0: Canada, okay, so I can't I can't comment. Well, let's say here mm. because mm. I think
1: it's very similar. I think I think Canada is just a little bit further ahead, but the UK I think is going is, down the same I think he, road.
0: See, historically. Um, the monarch was invested with governing in a holy manner.
1: Right, right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So
0: they were the monarch, and then and then gradually, with Magna Carta and subsequent development of law, the um, it was recognized that the monarch isn't above the law,
2: mm-hmm. so to
0: speak, that the monarch is held accountable to certain standards that transcend him or her Mm -hmm. so it's a it's an evolution from the so-called divine right of kings which it seems like the ayatollahs govern on the basis of they have a divine right from Allah to govern as they deem necessary but um, gradually from the divine right of kings to a more constitutional monarchy that held the king accountable Mm -hmm. uh, to certain expectations that with the decline, the absolute total decline and decimation of of royal uh, authority, then authority re- resides in the Commons now, mm-hmm. and the Commons is largely secular. So the Commons can pass and make any law mm-hmm. as long as they have the House, as right, long as they right. rule the Commons. So there's no way the queen or subsequent monarchs are going to withhold assent it would create a constitutional catastrophe um so so the question really what this boils down to is on what basis do people believe they have rights and what do they think of when they when they think of the term rights because continental europe has a different conception of what a right is Mm -hmm. than um than English, than Anglo culture, mm-hmm. continental Europe views right as um, as as the the privilege or not the privilege, but the you you, you have a right to something um, to Medicare, or, right, right. or to a, a paid wage that the
1: government is required to provide. Whether it's some the government services. or not,
0: society. As yes, moral, or your neighbor,
1: yeah, as a moral mm.
0: imperative to provide ex. that is
1: very different than that is
0: radically different the than of happiness. yes, that that I have the right to act towards my best interests mm-hmm. so, but nonetheless, so if you take the Anglo conception of rights, the question is, how do you ground that concept morally um and if you strip Christianity from from the west then you really don't have any grounding and Mm -hmm. so what you start seeing is the unraveling of government okay i mean that's what you've seen in england you have arbitrary law that's arbitrarily enforced
1: right yeah and it's going down this path and i feel like um bringing it back to this story the there's a related tweet by steve richardson who um basically said that there have been many Canadian pastors now. It says all the men in this video have been charged repeatedly and all now face possible imprisonment. One is currently in prison. Other, Another one was. Others have lost their buildings. And um, it's a video called Open Your Church. And it's a bunch of Canadian pastors just saying, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you need to mm-hmm. meet and worship. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm just thinking back to... The, the government, I feel like that there is, like you said, I think they're just trying to assert their authority. And they're, they're particularly targeting these pastors at this moment because so they want exa- to get them under control. They want exactly to bring right. the power. So
0: governments in the West, now that they are unshackled from the restraint of obeying a standard that transcends them, mm-hmm. they must fight for their survival, which means they must... Stamp out any rebellion against mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. against those who would flout their rule.
1: And this is—it just seems so. Crazy I don't think it's I just targeting
0: like Christians. I think it's just targeting anyone.
1: Anyone who goes strays against from the guidelines or law goes but,
0: against their rule. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And um, yeah. I just never thought I would see the day. Like you read about these stories in the Bible where Paul is arrested for preaching and things like that, and mm-hmm. he's in prison for mm-hmm. preaching. Yeah, (laughs) and you're like how is that possible like why would that be harmful um but there you go there you have it it's happening today Mm,
0: in canada yeah and um and it's happened here
1: and it has happened here and i so i'm deeply concerned about the Mm. way this is going and i i don't know what the answer is you know i guess we just continue to pray and we we pray for them we pray for the families um but one of the quotes that you often say Is that the faith of the Christian, Christendom grows on the blood of the martyrs or something? Like, yeah, yeah. People who Mm -hmm. stand their ground Mm. and face death, possibly. I mean, we're only talking about prison right now. Yeah. But those people are the, like, think about how Christianity even started. Mm. It was such a small part of the world. Mm -hmm. With just a few disciples, you know, twelve that were sent out, and um, and then Mm -hmm. like that, and then people were killed and killed and sent into the the um, what is it called? Not the Colosseum, the big one, but the little ones. Are they what are they called? They were sent into the ring to like to die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yet all these people dying just continue to fuel this faith, Mm -hmm, and so. mm Do you think we've gotten to that point in the West where we need that refueling and people have to stand up and be bold?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think if you look at the pattern of events in the Old Testament with the Israelites, where they were a small people that grew large in Egypt and then were uh, freed uh, by Moses um and then grew into a powerful entity, grew arrogant and rebellious and then God scattered them mm-hmm. there was a reconstitution of the temple at some point so there was a regathering but never to the same strength as the as the first kingdom of Israel mm-hmm. and after that they were just subject to... More disintegration and more rule, mm-hmm. and never to be reconstituted again mm. um, the New Testament church once again was small and um, made big mm-hmm. made to made to spread all over the world. Mm-hmm. and I think there will be a reckoning in the countries and in the regions like the West where there is disloyalty and rebellion mm-hmm. um. I think the global South, uh, which is uh, you know the African continent, South America, Asia, etc, where the faith is growing substantially, um, they're on the ascendancy. the West is on the decline and I think it'll be like a scattering and a never reconstituting again. That's my mm. that's my idea. But the torch will pass just like it passed from Jerusalem to the rest of the world. I think the West has passed the torch to the global south okay and, and christendom will will go from strength to strength um in the global south but um the West has grown fat and comfortable and luxurious and has bequeathed us men who um few men just just scarcely too few who are able, who are willing to stand against the tide
1: mm-hmm. Um, and um so on that note it reminded me of the next story that is the same as yours i think um uh, the video of the lockdown ends song or whatever the virus whatever Mm -hmm. with james corden
0: that's one of my stories
1: yeah that's what i think we can move to next because i don't have the other two lined up and that was one that i wanted to comment on so did you want to just take over from there yeah sure 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 cool
0: so we shall move on to my segment very exciting times uh, we live in and i think the theme of this podcast is really about what kind of men stand up against the tide mm-hmm. what kind of men what is the essential characteristic so uh we've talked about uh the arrest of christians now but let's go to the COVID arena back to the COVID arena and, um, well, it's
1: related because this, I think it's the fat West. Yeah, I'll get <laughs> to it.
0: So, so the same thread will apply. Um, this is a a video. Uh, oh, hang starring, on, something
1: just stopped for me. Okay. 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 I'm this good.
0: This is a video um, that was that stars
1: um, Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande
0: and uh, what's his name?
1: James Corden.
0: James Corden lovely lovely man that uh, has come to america and done great things for her um it's a video that was released in TikTok. uh there was a short version but i have found the long version and uh let's just um take a listen at what this uh, video is doing so here we go
1: have a what? To have it out or or something?
2: Back in the gym. It's too fast to lift. Get drunk and get get (laughs) matching tattoos.
0: That's normalcy. There he is. What a voice.
2: Bridgerton. I have no idea. What?
1: <laughs> What's an NFG? NFT. Oh. it's a digital
0: piece of art that can be sold. Oh. Even a
2: tweet
1: Thing is, like,
0: Once you've got the vaccine, hug your
1: family. Hug your family.
0: I'm just looking at his footwork. So, his knees go in and his toes point in. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a very
1: okay
0: so um so yeah that um i can't do the screen should i the screen share or someone i wonder if i could do a live screen share we could do it
1: with a computer but our computers are loud and it will make a really big fan sound which is why we don't hey we've
0: got band of bros has joined the live chat excellent outstanding so if you don't know i'll do a little plug here I've started a new YouTube channel with myself Another and YouTube my best one. mate Dan here, and it's a tracking of our journey to become the best versions of ourselves possible, being the best men we could be for our families. So check it out. It's called The Band of Bros. Is a live chat right there. Okay, so... That was a, um, I guess it was musical themed.
1: Yeah, so it really reminded me of Disney. It really
0: got you excited, Lillian, I'm sure, because you are a big fan of musicals, aren't you?
1: I do love musicals. What's your favorite
0: musical then?
1: Ooh, I think My Fair Lady. Cats. No. (laughs) And then Sound of Music. But, my fair lady, I find really funny,
0: but wait a minute. When I think of musicals, I don't think of made for movie musicals.
1: It wasn't made for movies,
0: okay. So I The sound in of music was my fair not, lady sound of music was for movies, though, wasn't it?
1: No, I don't it came think out on so. stage
0: first and then made a movie. I don't know, yeah. So maybe you guys can tell mm. us, um, let's see. you got you can handle that while I talk because okay, sure. I'll get distracted. yeah. So, um, so favorite musical. So for me, yeah, definitely it would have to be, uh, *My Fair Lady*, by by a long shot. Um, not *Chicago*. Not *Moulin Rouge*. *Moulin Rouge*. Rouge. <laughs> so um, so this me. came out. This came out on TikTok, and it is a blatant. Uh, propaganda.
1: I know. A
0: blatant. It's
1: so blatant.
0: Propaganda. Now I'm not against propaganda as such. I think propaganda's gotten a bad rap. So I I'm thinking of World War II posters that says Uncle Sam wants you. Um I'm thinking of uh Royal Navy posters with the the guy with the mustache or whatever just looking sternly and it's like we we need men. Um so that um i'm thinking of of soldiers and even celebrities on raising war bonds and and talking about the war front and what the men are doing and so this idea of of propping up a narrative by the use of celebrity, by the use of press, by the use of print. I'm not necessarily is that
1: prog- propaganda though. It is thought- propaganda.
0: So, like I said, propaganda has gotten a bad rap. It's almost I thought like propaganda was
1: negative. only for something where negative. you're yeah where you're no. advertising. To, for this, to the government to gain no, more power, I
0: don't know. That's just that's just the way it's commonly like, talked about now. So let's look it up. Propaganda.
1: It's like to drive uh, a narrative that's meaning. not necessarily real.
0: No, um, let's see. Uh, let's see that. How do I find oh, the, the first older...
1: definition? Doesn't fit what I'm saying. Well, so it's just, be the second it's definition. just
0: Google.com. Uh, so hang on. <laughs> I'm gonna go to
1: the Oxford one.
0: Here you go. So the spreading of ideas, information, or rumor for the purpose of helping or injuring an institution, a cause, or a person. Okay. So that's morally neutral, you see. Um the third definition. So the first definition that sorry definition was a when it's when it's capitalized, it's some papacy term. It's called a congregation of the Roman Curia having jurisdiction over missionary territory. So that's clearly that's, this is Merriam-Webster, by the way, since 1828.
1: So they, they hate Catholic? Um, is that what that was? So
0: then then the third, the <laughs> third definition the- is <laughs> ideas, facts, or allegations spread deliberately to further one's cause or to damage an opposing cause. So all it really is is the uh, utilization of storytelling
1: okay, okay. to promote but a narrative. But clearly this one is promoting a narrative that I know, I know, I we don't to, agree. Yeah,
0: that's fine. That's fine. Okay. But let's just be clear, right? So I'm not against propaganda as such because propaganda can be used for good and it could be used for evil so in this instance i think it's an evil agenda Mm -hmm. um i think what what springs to mind is have you ever been persuaded to do something on the count of a celebrity promoting it no do you remember the campaign got milk
1: yeah in the u.s i don't remember any of the celebrities in it though I remember the cute kids with the milk mustaches. The mustache. milk mustaches. Yeah, that's it. It wasn't a celebrity thing for me.
0: But um, So people have done studies on the effect of that campaign. Okay. And that campaign told you nothing about the goodness of milk. Mm-hmm. It told you nothing about the qualities of milk. Mm-hmm. It just had celebrities drinking milk. And it's it a success. Okay. It was a smashing yeah. success.
1: So they're riding on that kind of the backs of that. I think getting so. Ariana Grande. I think getting so. James Corden. And that's
0: why, yeah, your Lady Gagas, your etc., all of them. Um
1: Oh, there's there have been so many of these videos about
0: There have. They have.
1: Uh, we should you know. did we ever share that um the one with the health safe seal mm. video? Oh, maybe we should find that and share it. Because that's another just blatant like they're reading a script. Oh yeah, they I remember look that one. Terrible. They I all look like one. they're out of business. But yeah. of
0: course, what this does is, um, when I saw the Got Milk campaign, I mean, I was already a milk drinker, so it didn't really have a great impact on me. But I'm, I'm pretty sure there are people out there, uh, personalities out there. I can name a couple. That um, as soon as a celebrity advocates something, they're gonna do the opposite. They're like the George mm. Costanzas of propaganda. <laughs> Whatever the celebrities recommend, they're doing the opposite. Uh-huh. So it's interesting that um, there's already a hardened group of individuals that will just not do what celebrities do. Yeah, but there is another group I think that are easily persuadable by celebrities. Can you think of any other campaign? Sort of. So I know that when when it's election time, they always roll out. Okay, so and so wants Hillary to what win. Was it,
1: was it Cardi B who uh, yeah. did the interview with Biden or something? Oh, yeah. In the yeah. nails. Yeah, like yeah. Asking the stupidest question. <laughs> the
0: stupidest question with the, the worst grammar. Yeah.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, and it, man. it was embarrassing. It the was- thing
1: is, I, I didn't even know who Cardi B was. The yeah. only reason why I knew her is because of the election. <laughs> 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 but anyway, so so, clearly so back, doesn't work. For so back us. to this.
0: So what struck me, what stands out the most to me is um the absolute effeminacy of of this Corden character. Well,
1: most musical theater are like that. male characters. Have is that, that right? Because it's just the not that's sound how of music, dance.
0: not um no,
1: when there's dancing involved, when there's like choreographed dancing.
0: not in the old days of Fred Astaire and um that's true there was very masculine dancing and masculine singing
1: okay but it's it's that's long gone so right. you're
0: saying the new age of musicals when there are men they're Actually, always effeminate. you
1: might be right because hugh jackman in, danced in um the greatest showman and yes. that was pretty that was masculine that's, that's it wasn't right. like, that's right. effeminate yeah
0: that's right that's right so what struck me is his whole footwork was very sort of it matched Ariana Grande's footwork. Uh-huh. You know how women they they're like you bow in the, the the knees in and you have the 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 feet pointing in. Yeah, yeah. See, men though the, the re- if you look at a picture of people standing side by side.
1: Okay, you're talking okay. about the stands now. Yeah, if
0: you if you look at people t- and you don't see their face or their body and you just look at ankles and feet. Okay. You can almost always tell
1: Who's who are a men man? and who are women. Okay. Interesting. The women
0: have their their toes pointing either forward or in. And men have them pointing out.
1: Okay. Almost I, I always. I stand with an L shape. What is that?
0: If you were to stand forward to take a picture. Yeah, that's the sort of Instagram pose of like one leg, fo- like tippy-toed. Yeah, that's tippy right. it's, that's it's like a, a model stance. It's a pandemic. Hitting. It's also
1: a, um, no, like a ballerina stance as mm. well. As like I think it's like fourth position.
0: Oh, yes. The, the, where the, the heels are like very this. close in. Oh, L. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. Um, so what struck me is that, yeah, this is, this is all very soy, all very soy mm. and, and estrogen pumped. And um, it goes to show again that um, when pressure is applied by propaganda, by government, by press. Uh, it's just
1: money. I think that it's just people, money.
0: No, I'm not just talking about him, but today I was um, accosted. Mm-hmm. by a uh, staff member mm-hmm. um for um for not being diligent in wearing my mask mm-hmm. outside um in 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 the shops mm-hmm. and um it was it was um it was it was a for- very moral uh, uh accosting like right how could you not uh, protect people mm-hmm. um why aren't you wearing your mask? And I just simply politely said, you know that it's illegal for you to ask me w- why I'm not wearing a mask mm-hmm. and what my exception is mm-hmm. and to demand proof. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then they they just quickly, oh, oh, oh okay. Um, mm-hmm. Well, just know that I'm wearing a mask for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's...
1: And that was just like a worker or was that, that, like a a, yeah, oh, that okay. was a
0: worker. Yeah, that was a worker. And so... It, it was it, it, and it was a male worker, mm-hmm. you see. Um, so there's this whole idea that you attain an enhanced moral stature by conforming mm-hmm. to the predominant narrative.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that is a characteristic of of soy, basically, mm-hmm. that you gauge what direction you're going to travel in on the basis of where everyone else is traveling Mm -hmm. um and god forbid you need to stand against the direction of travel of the majority of people Mm -hmm. and i've been thinking about this for a while um there's been i I think i mentioned it to you yesterday that um scott adams the big uh cartoonist uh, for dilbert Mm -hmm. he was an early advocate of masks and he said all the all the studies all the experts all everyone that uh, should know about these things are recommending that masks should be worn um which is not true and then and then later on um after the first lockdown here or sometime in early 2021 20, he changed his mind so look, it's obviously a farce now. Um, We don't need to be wearing masks. Mm -hmm. And so this other guy, tough guy, who's a a former champion Muay Thai fighter and um, erstwhile seedy character, however, um, he called out Scott Adams on Twitter and added him and said, just admit that you are a coward And that you're just following the trends now. Mm -hmm. That there's a greater majority of people now saying that masks are not needed. Mm -hmm. And you you just feel comfortable now um, to stand with them. But if it came to standing on your own, you can't. Mm -hmm. And he went on to say this guy um, who called out Scott Adams that when this is what happens when you leave the thinking to cowards. Mm -hmm. um, That they might be as brilliant and have the highest IQ possible and come to uh, logical conclusions. But if they are cowardly, when the pressure is on, they will not um, stay true to their convictions.
1: Mm-hmm. And what's
0: also come out is that a lot of the treatments that Trump was advocating when COVID came out with mm-hmm. hydrochloroquine and et cetera.
1: Hydro-xychloroquine and hydro- ivermectin. Yep,
0: the doctors are now coming out and admitting that actually those are good treatments. They and are. I was biased yeah against the treatment because, because I hated Trump, Trump mm-hmm. because it would be embarrassing or on, not on, you know, in, politically incorrect mm-hmm. or damaging to their career yeah. to agree with Trump. And so it, this is the yeah. thing is that whenever something is in conflict with your convictions, if you are a coward, then you will buckle.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so it goes to show that it, in a society that has lost – the 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 heritage of teaching men to fight and teaching men to be physically robust um, and to t- to t- to put their their um, their their prowess to the test. Um, if you don't test yourself repeatedly physically. Um, then how, when the test comes for your convictions, mm-hmm. and that there will be moral consequences if you stand up to your convictions, if you've never had your physicality tested, then you will buckle.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The chances are high that you will buckle. So um, this, this this whole COVID business is is a large scale experiment that has conclusively shown that in a society that, uh, of high soy and high estrogen and 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 low male uh, or toxic masculinity, (laughs) that that, uh, convictions will be thrown out the window. That's my feedback. I did
1: want to mention, too, and you can unlock this um, one. So what you were just talking about reminded me of the trilogy or series of films or books, the Divergent series, because, you know, and I don't know if you remember the film, but there are different factions in Divergent. And so there's like the one that they're really brave and they do they're very masculine, I would say, even though mm-hmm. our main character female is in that group. But she um but anyway, that group is all about like they 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 physically run onto the train and latch on to get home every day. You know, like they're yeah. really active, they're they're masculine, mm-hmm. they fight, mm-hmm. they're trained mm-hmm. to fight. And then there's the, um, like, the nerds, the ones who are really smart. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And they're the ones who then want to pair up with the justice department. Justice League. And they decide they they want to just take over and and not, they want to kick out, like, you know, they basically Mm -hmm. want to rule, which is really interesting because... I feel like we've gotten into that state in the UK where we're, we're kind of ruled by these, the group of nerds like that are sitting behind computers or desks and just like creating calculations and et cetera. But they're not the ones on the ground. They're not the ones um, that would be sent off to battle or anything like that. So I feel like that they're, they're missing that element of, are you willing to fight? Are you willing to stand? Are you Mm. willing to fight someone physically over your stance? Yeah, yeah. And I think, I think they wouldn't, mm. but because they don't have to, they just continue to give out all of these fines and these arrests and these guidelines and these, mm-hmm. whatever, lockdown measures yeah, yeah, yeah. behind, what do they call it? Behind keyboard warriors or whatever. Yeah.
0: yeah. Karen. It's
1: totally like that right now. And I don't know how, if there's a way to fix it. But um, yeah, yeah, but that's I, I,
0: I like seeing these pictures of um, black and white pictures, like 20s and 30s, and you have kids four or five years old, and they've, in, in a sand pit, they've put up some rope in a ring, and they've got boxing gloves, and they're just going at each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you imagine parents today allowing their four no, or five-year-old to, have, to put, put hands up against each other?
1: That's what, you know? that's what Mike Rowe was saying when he grew up in, yeah. in the Boy Scouts. They had a sand pit. They had like a boxing ring. Yeah. And they said, you know, you said all your matters over there. And that was just normal. And, and that every week kids would go home with like a split lip or a bruised face. And parents were fine with it. Here's the, you know, here's the, usual,
0: here's the usual group think on masks. Um, LFC Keith K says, mask protection protects others more than yourself. So if everyone wears them, we are all protected. But explain to me what in your conspiracy world brain does this mean? Do you want to answer that?
1: First of all, just because we don't ha- because we don't wear masks, are we conspiracy theorists? Uh, yeah, the- I think so. Okay. But- anyway, <laughs> um, the reason is because that the science has shown that it has very little protection for anybody. For yourself or other people.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: the what this person is churning out is just what they're being told. Yeah. And but the science and the research have shown, in fact, that I think it was Denmark very mm. early on, they came out with a study that said actually masks are not very effective. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. But they delayed the release of their report for like weeks yeah, because yeah. they were worried about the um No, I
0: thought there was um in the early days it was a mass shortage. So they were all putting out Messages that says you don't need masks.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Save them for the, yeah, pe- the frontline workers. Yeah, yeah.
0: So then as soon as there was enough toilet paper masks no, coming out of India or China.
1: According to Laura Dodsworth, as soon as they realize that it, they can control the fear uh-huh. uh, of the population by enforcing masks, by yeah because when you wear one, you you physically feel on your body mm. this restraint, mm. um, that you're wearing a symbol of of submission. Um, yeah. And then also visually for other people to see, you can signal into this submission. You can yeah, say, oh, you're yeah, signaling that, you're signaling yeah. submission. You are. And so it just creates, a, it allows people to be controlled. It allows mm. them to be in a fearful state where they will happily abide by these guidelines yeah, that yeah, are yeah. nonsensical.
0: So let's address the classic uh, rebuttal, which is, well, clearly surgeons wear masks in theater.
1: hmm they're not sur- they're not operating on some airborne virus okay
0: who's they who's they
1: the surgeon like uh. they're protecting themselves from splats and splots whatever they're
0: protecting themselves or are they protecting the open and wound and they're protecting the open from... wound
1: yes okay. but at the same time they came out with that study that said that oh covid is in the air it, mm-hmm. it's it's a vi- it's an aerosol virus uh-huh. and therefore it, it, all of the whole oh masks protect droplets and all that right, right. People are like it doesn't matter anymore does but it? I mean
0: even the the makeshift masks they don't there's stop a regulation the on what kind of mask yeah, you have yeah, yeah. to wear people I think wear my, like- my my viewpoint is is basically if you if you know you have it because you've had symptoms so can we can we discuss whether you're, you're the transmits you transmit if you're symptomatic and if you're not symptomatic, you don't transmit is that? So the sort of
1: So first of all, I think we should say that we are not medical professionals. Listener, and we're not putting forward any sort of, you know, information that yeah. you can count on us. And yeah, we're not yeah. trying to um Convert sway anyone. Or anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think what people what we want to do is we wanna voice the things that people aren't hearing. I feel mm-hmm. like just people aren't hearing it and to yeah, just yeah. think about it a little bit.
0: So yeah, I think I think clearly um If if you test positive, if you have symptoms, then staying away from people, wearing a mask. If there's an open wound somewhere, and get
1: help if you need it. Yeah, but but
0: to but to fastoon a mask on every member of society, on the slight chance that they might have it, to guard against a less than one percent mortality rate illness, is evidently a lot evidently an exercise in authoritarianism
1: there's also an increased risk of you getting an infection because you're trapping bacteria on your face and you're breathing in lower oxygen levels from the mask so there's gonna be problems with that are you reading a comment
0: so nathan poff
1: Mm. says
0: surgeons in sweden now have the option to wear a mask in the or because they found the scientific data did not support requiring one, FYI. Mm-hmm. So surgeons in Sweden can opt out of wearing a mask in operating room. There you go. What do people say to that?
1: <laughs> it just goes to show you that the level of fear is so high in people My that head, they're Nate they're they are willing. The win. <laughs> they are they are <laughs> willing. <to. laughs> oh, God. <laughs> they're willing to do anything that they're being told because they want to everyone wants to get out of lockdown of course yeah. Yeah, and yeah, if yeah. if the government is saying oh in order to get out of lockdown you have to do this and this and this they'll yeah. comply yeah. but i love i love zuby's tweet he said you cannot comply your way out of a tyrannical government
0: yeah yeah there's yeah. just no way okay next story then um is similar somewhat Apparently not related, but I think the theme is still on it. So the headline is, this is from LBC. um, Is it Enid or Enid? Enid. Enid Blyton's work labeled racist and xenophobic in blue plaque rewrite. A rewrite of Enid Enid Blyton's blue plaque by English Heritage has highlighted criticism for, quote, racism, xenophobia, and lack of literary merit quote in her books the author best known for children's books the famous five and the secret seven has a blue plaque com- commemorating her former home in kensington upon thames where it is believed she was inspired to begin storytelling but the charity in an audit of its plaque descriptions on its website has added a section to highlight the controversies the author faced over her work It reads, quote, Blyton's work has been criticized during her lifetime and after for its racism, xenophobia, and lack of literary merit. A 1966 Guardian article, while that mighty institution of truth and beauty, article noted the racism of the little black doll in which the doll of the title Sambo is only accepted by his owner once his ugly black face is washed clean by rain. English Heritage Curator Director Anna Avis said, quote, we have no plans whatsoever to remove any of our London blue plaques. On our website, we are providing more information for each blue plaque so that people can find out more about the person behind the plaque, end quote. Miss Blighton faced criticism throughout her career for controversial portrayals of non-white or non-British characters in some of her books. In 1960, Macmillan Cancer Support rejected her manuscript for the book The Mystery That Never Was in 1960 because of alleged xenophobic content. It said, the book displayed a, quote, faint but unattractive touch of old-fashioned xenophobia against those who do not speak English. Most recently, the Royal Mint rejected a commemorative Enid Blyton 50p coin with the money producer labeling her a, quote, racist, sexist, homophobe, and not a very well-regarded writer. But English Heritage added in its description, others have argued that while these charges can't be dismissed, her work still played a vital role in encouraging a generation of children to read, end quote. In the wake of the Black Lives Matter protests following the murder of George Floyd by a police officer in the U.S., the charity has set out to include information on figures, quote, whose actions are contested or seen today as negative, end quote. English Heritage confirmed it has no plans whatsoever to remove any blue plaques and will continue to update our website so that we can tell more of the story behind each plaque and each person.
1: So, uh, there's a really good comment right here by M.D. Enid Blyton's work inspires and is loved by children. That's why her work is targeted. They Mm -hmm. want children learning about sexuality, not maintaining their innocence and imagination.
0: Mm -hmm. Interesting. So... What do you have to say about her? What do you know about her?
1: I don't know anything about her except the fact that when we were looking for books for our daughter to read that it, we we wanted to find books that weren't woke to be honest. It's yeah. like it's like modern children's literature is just full of wokeness and it's sickening and it's poor literary as well. Like it, you just when you read it, you're like a 3-year-old reads can can read this you know it's so basic and our daughter's reading at an 11 year old level already so we want she's like reading the hobbit and stuff like that but at the she's same time she's reading
0: dostoevsky right now <laughs> crime and punishment
1: but at the same in time her sleep. i feel like um it, it has some nice stories in there and i i just i don't know i just love it so um
0: which reminds me i my best friend has started a company called burst and it is about children's books so here's a little shameless plug he has not paid me for this i'm doing this out of my pure People's kindness
1: see if you can show the burst. screen or something we started
2: the company to empower families with fresh and wholesome children's stories and creative ways to save parents time As
1: this parents is burst b-u-r-s-t find it on kickstarter
2: But how are we supposed to do that become experts in children's literature what if instead of having to find the perfect stories, they came to you? We deliver our books monthly right to your door so your family can spend more time Is a together. Is it available in the UK? If we can find yeah. one way to make really? parenting easier, mission accomplished. Good stories are hard to come by. Help your kids discover inspiring stories, grow their character, and develop their imagination. Our stories are filled with lively characters that embody universal values like love, honor, and charity. Take your kids on an adventure. Each book is filled with creativity and excitement to inspire the future dreamer inside. Parents ourselves, we know how hard it is to find engaging entertainment that will build up a child's imagination. Uplifting children's stories should be available to every family, especially at our busiest moments. Back us on Kickstarter to begin this journey together and revolutionize the world of children's media, one family at a time.
0: There you have it. So the company is called Burst, and you can find and watch that video and support it on Kickstarter. So that's Kickstarter.com. And you go
1: and search for birds. So the whole why behind it is we, as parents, and I'm sure you guys know, it's really difficult to find good children's literature. Uh, If you want to find bad literature, you go to the public library. That's bad literature. Yeah. That's seriously, every time I went to the library to find books, even in the US, they're just full of woke things and crt and and then the lit the reading levels low but so anyway and reading shouldn't just be about oh just a fun little story a fun little character it should be about teaching your children virtue teaching them how to build their character and um and our friend here who create the, the creator of burst has found old classic stories from like from yeah. Hundreds of years of stories. Yeah, the the ones that have standed them. the
0: test of time, they've they've repurposed them and re-illustrated them. Yeah. Um, so he's
1: supporting modern current illustrators yep. to re-illustrate these books That's and right. then it's like a free like a not free so, but it's a monthly a subscription, subscription service
0: where mm-hmm. you get a monthly delivery of books.
1: Yeah. So you can trust them because we trust them.
0: <laughs> so back to the topic then. So we've bought um Blyton books for our yep. daughter. Yeah. And she seems to enjoy them. I remember the first one that she read was um, a bit scary for her. There was like a wolf or something.
1: Yeah, in the night. In the night. In the
0: when And they were camping, but the boys were brave or something like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So um, I think I'm, I'm of the mind that whenever it comes out, like when the national – and it came out, we did it at the last podcast or two podcasts ago where the, the National Trust was – um, wondering what they were going to do about properties that had a heritage in slavery, whether they were going to discontinue tours in them or or make um, you know make plaques that clearly illustrate the evils, etc. Whenever these sorts of things happen, I'm like, I'm there. I'm I'm going to get that, or I'm going to buy that, or I'm going to partake of that because mm-hmm. it's probably good. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> um, Julie Peters asks, has she read little women yet and the answer is yes and that's thanks to you guys one of our subscribers uh, Mm. bought some of the books on our amazon wish list Mm. and um the
0: story is better than the modern movie right
1: yes yeah
0: because the modern movie is a bit the one starring winona Ryder. oh yeah that's a bit feminist a little bit yeah i would suggest yeah but anyway, so I think this is, yet again, um, these institutions, these old institutions, the, 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 the Blue Plaque institution, I don't know how old it is, but um, um, whether it be National Trust or Blue Plaque, the all these institutions are having a severe case of amnesia and wanting to forget English history or British history because it is just not acceptable in today's climate. And that's a shame because, again... We've lost the ability. So all it takes is for a man to stand up and say. These histories, the the, the history of Winston Churchill or the history of um, the, the uh, Cecil Rhodes is a checkered history. There's no perfect man out there, but we honor them for the great things that they did um, in spite of the. Evils that they committed. Because after all, all humans have an admixture of good and evil. Mm-hmm. And so to destroy someone's history on account of past sins is a, an act of conquest, really, is what it is. It's an act of a, a new wing of ideology that wants to conquer a people. And the first step in conquering a people is destroying their history. What was the first thing that Mao Zedong did in mainland China?
1: Burnt books.
0: Burnt the history Literature,
1: books. Literature, uh, artwork. Hmm. He was really trying to reshape the culture. And then that's when they created the simplified form of, of Mandarin. the written Chinese. Yeah.
0: So this hall all has echoes of totalitarianism and of a conquest. So I would be uh, very much on guard and do advise you to stand your ground. Okay. My last uh, story is, um, let's have a look. Uh, It is.
1: Oh, Julie Peters says what Katie did. Is that the one with the um, arch? arch, um, What Katie did? Uh, That sounds familiar. Another childhood favorite, American classics.
0: Mm. This is a story out of the BBC. Its title says, MPs, octopuses feel pain and need legal protection. When you think of an octopus or lobster, what comes to mind? Seafood or intelligent marine life? Seafood. A group of conservative, it's the Tories. It's the the Tories, the Tories, the Tories, the Tories, the Tories.
1: Excuse me, let me finish my sentence. (laughs) (laughs) The
0: <laughs> <laughs> a group of conservative mps think it's the latter that is intelligent marine life and argue they should be included in a law to protect animals the animal welfare bill recognizes animal sentience which is the capacity of animals to have feelings mm. including pain and suffering it currently says fish and other vertebrates which feel pain should be protected as much as possible animals like lobsters and octopuses are not currently protected by the bill because as invertebrates their body is different to ours so they aren't thought to have those complex feelings says a report by the conservative Conservative animal welfare foundation cough (laughs) The report says arguments against recognizing these species focuses on physical differences between these animals and humans. But this fails to understand what it means for an animal to have feelings. It says those species, quote, undoubtedly experience the world in extremely different ways to ourselves. But what matters is whether they feel pleasure and pain. Quote, animals have helped us quite a lot, so we should return the favor and help them. Marine biologist Emily Sullivan tells Radio 1 Newsbeat. The 25-year-old manages the research aquarium at the Marine Biological Association, which means she's worked with lots of invertebrates such as octopus, lobster, crabs, crayfish, and cuttlefish. She feels they should be recognized in the bill, which is currently in the House of Lords. There are already regulations around using animals in scientific research, including octopus and squid, though not all species. Quote, the aim of that is to minimize pain, stress, and suffering in research, Emily says. I personally do not think they can recognize and feel pain, so should be protected more. Sorry, I personally do think they they can recognize and feel pain, so should be protected more, end quote. Having interacted with lots of these animals, Emily feels they are self-aware and understand what's around them. Quote, it definitely varies between species, and it's not the same level for all of them. But, for example, cuttlefish related to octopus are very intelligent, she says. The ones we have here, when you walk past their tank, they come up and have a look, see what you're doing, and definitely respond. You can see them watching you, end quote. Emily feels feels it's clear when they feel pain or suffering because... Their behavior changes a lot. Quote, they become quite lethargic and their appetite changes. That's true for a lot of the animals, including crabs and lobsters. (laughs) Emily says including them in the bill will have a big impact on the animals themselves because, quote, they aren't really protected or regulated much. The report found the UK fishing fleet lands more than 420 million of species such as squid, octopus, crabs and lobsters each year and says, quote, with so many individuals at stake, it is important to be cautious even if there's not complete certainty these animals are sentient. The new animal welfare legislation will mean any new government policy will have to take into account that vertebrate animals can experience feelings, including pain and joy. That will be decided by a committee made up of animal experts from within the field. A spokesman from the Department of Environment, Food, and Rural Affairs told Newsbeat the UK, quote, was proud to have some of the highest animal welfare standards in the world, end quote. We are fully committed to strengthening them further to ensure all animals avoid any unnecessary pain, distress, or suffering, end quote. She added there's already a review of the feelings of species such as octopus, cuttlefish, and squid, and the government will carefully consider the results of this.
1: A good comment by MD says they will be advocating for AI rights soon. <laughs> <laughs> so I can feel.
0: So what what are your thoughts? What my your my thoughts?
1: thoughts are um the first thing I always think about is abortion because yeah, I knew clearly babies in the womb fetuses can feel pain. They're sentient beings. They also have a soul. Um mm-hmm. so i don't know if this 25 year old woman has ever had any abortions but she seems to think that if if octopuses can feel then then maybe the unborn shouldn't be killed in the womb
0: yeah we have a very insightful comment from the phantom pain uh, aptly named he says olm octopus lives matter I think there are several things that struck me about this article. I think the the first thing I want to say is who cares what a 25-year-old has to say?
1: I remember when I was
0: 25 and I didn't know squat. I mean, I thought I knew a lot. But in terms of running things and giving wisdom and guidance to people and society – I didn't know squat. I don't know about what you feel about at twenty five. Twenty
1: five. We were married for about a year. A year. I was. I didn't know anything either.
0: I <laughs> see twenty five. Um, I was. Uh, I had just left Stanford, and I thought I was the big man. Uh, with the top flight degrees and knew everything but I made a mess of my life and if I, and I
1: met you then I would have run away
0: probably but um, I yeah I was I was arrested for driving on a suspended license um, I was not very wise so listening to a 25 year old is a bit um outlandish first comment Mm -hmm. second comment i noticed that a lot of her comments were i feel right i tried to emphasize that if you didn't notice but i feel like this and that sort of language i i i i think is most common amongst women isn't that
1: yeah but not just that she should be a sort of scientist, right? If she's in yeah. marine biology. So it shouldn't yeah. be, I feel, it should be, yeah. the study has shown that they react this way, et cetera, et cetera. And that we attribute to a feeling or a, yeah, or, or, um, yeah to sensing pain. Yeah. But she didn't. She was just like, I feel this. Yeah. I feel I think, that. I think they can see me. Yeah.
0: And they, <laughs> they become lethargic and you could tell that they're excited. You know excited who else becomes
1: lethargic? people in lockdown yes so what is the government doing to the poor people in lockdown
0: who are feeling lethargic and feeling pain so and then um the next thing which was interesting is the whole premise the basis of the whole article and viewpoint is that if an entity feels pain then we are morally obligated to do everything we can to take the pain away, to take the pain
1: away, mm, to and not so, inflict pain. No, not just to
0: not inflict pain, so to make sure that that entity is, is experiencing as little pain as possible, mm. logically. So, my mind started wondering okay, when are we going to make the animal kingdom vegan? <laughs> when are we going to stop lions from hunting prey? When are we going to stop? eagles from hunting prey bears from hunting prey and you can't you can't prey, feed
1: these the sea lions whales, fish right yeah In the all zoo. you all, can't keep anyone zoo
0: all carnivores where is the um the initiative to make all carnivores vegan that that's what i'm wondering um so the and then and then and then the further thing i was wondering is this idea that we must act on the basis of pain mm-hmm. is again peak soy. It's mm-hmm. peak peak soy. We and, must avoid pain and, at all costs. See, that a, is the, a
1: life without pain is very meaningless. Um, it, pain is a is is used to tell you if your body is functioning properly. Um, pain is is an indicator yeah okay and then mm. also so many people live with pain and they can live triumphantly with mm. pain you don't just because you have pain doesn't mean that you just then roll over and want to die mm. so i we think we've talked about this before in terms of people nowadays seem to just live to be pain free yeah. but people back then they would they lived for something else that, that a greater purpose you know their mm. lives had a mission and a focus and it wasn't yeah. just a pain free life
0: yeah this yeah the 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 holy grail of lives being a life without pain is an absurdity it is it's an absurdity um and it jordan peterson says that Pain is the given in Mm -hmm. life. Suffering is the given. So do the Buddhists. Is the universal given of life. Life is Um, pain. And and, um, the scriptures say as much as well, that in this uh, fallen state as we are, um, suffering is the universal inheritance that we receive from Adam. And so it's a utopian delusion to think that we can usher in an age without pain. And usually them who try to persuade and lull us into agreeing to things on account of the promise of a painless life, it's uh, usually manipulation mm-hmm. for power mm-hmm. is, is what it is. It's it is. It's a delusion that leads to far worse pain in actual fact. Mm-hmm. The avoidance of all pain leads to worse pain
1: mm-hmm.
0: than you would experience if you just lived life towards towards good ends um
1: and sorry to bring this back to covid but to that the fact that we've shut down entire economies to avoid this one percent five to five percent death rate and then you've got all these people that now suffering more with depression suicidal attempts um loneliness dying alone Mm -hmm. cancer untreated there are so many other elements that are being that are that people are now having to suffer because mm. they're they're trying to avoid this this the other thing this dying from COVID over here. Um, mm. But there's there's just so many other ramifications.
0: Yeah. So we could easily say, what's what are we to do with all these people who are experiencing pain on account of lockdown? Mm. Whose pain is more worth avoiding? Mm-hmm. The pain of the 1% who, are, who have died from COVID. Or the pain of the people who are having cancers un, uncaught. The pain of people who aren't getting treatments or preventing
1: domestic abuse and violence. Or
0: the pain of, of the people who have had businesses completely destroyed. Yeah, their
1: livelihoods taken away. Who have away. gone
0: unemployed. So this whole, the use of pain as the measuring stick for by which we govern... Is, is an absurdity. It's subjective
1: too, yes. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's anti-mind, anti-reason. And um, it, it again shows the post-Christian state of the West mm. because nowhere in our Christian roots in the West have we ever stated we're going to base our legal constructs on the basis of pain. Mm-hmm. On the basis of suffering.
1: Right. So, on the, the, avoiding suffering. Right. So, the opposite of avoiding suffering, really, what we, what we as Christians believe is that our life is lived to a goal of being holy, of doing, Mm. doing right before God, Mm. um, and doing right to your neighbor, and obviously under God. Um, So, all of these, these, the positive, I I just want to just, I guess, turn our mind away from the negative. The, the, instead of saying, don't do that, I want to just say, do this instead. And instead of saying, oh, we're going to avoid pain as our life goal, we are instead going to try and live holy and righteous. Um, and I think that is a very, very difficult task, but it also means that you face pain then. And in that situation, you can you can face it. Yeah, the
0: the the Christian answer to suffering is the only answer that makes sense. Is the only it's it's it says suffering is the universal condition of now, and but in the now, as you walk closely to the Father in heaven and obey His way, then the suffering will be both beneficial to you and will be mitigated um it won't be a life without suffering this side of the end Mm -hmm. but it'll be a life in which you see the suffering you lean into it and you overcome it Mm -hmm. um
1: like like the, the example other, the, is just the, the like the pruning of a, a tree, right? Yeah. You have it's it's painful, I guess, to get pruned, to get things cut off of you. Yeah. But then it's in order for you to grow better and produce more fruit, spiritual fruit.
0: It's the old age, old dictum that seems to be uh unacceptable as no pain, no gain.
1: And also with no children, pain, no raising gain. children, right? They they're they they're not gonna want to um I don't know, children. I uh, what were you saying?
0: I was saying that yeah, they they if you take TV away from them or you put them in, on the naughty step, yeah. If if they experience any suffering, it's so taboo.
1: And then, and yet, you see those parents. I'm sure you have seen those parents. Out in shopping or something, and their kid is just crying throwing a tantrum, and the mother's just there trying to feed them snacks to get them to stop. Yeah. That child is not going to learn self-control. Yeah. Because all the parent has been doing their entire life is just trying to mitigate pain, yeah. mitigate discomfort, mitigate, and and that is really truly harming the child. Um, so they need yeah. to children need to learn how to overcome pain and also um, direct their their desires in the proper direction. Yeah, and sometimes that means, you know, suffering. No but, TV.
0: Yeah, and so, so once again, to the to the theme of the podcast, which is, where are the men of conviction, who are willing to endure pain and suffering, on account of their convictions? Um, if you live by the motto avoid pain at all cost then you will your convictions will be sacrificed pretty quickly um, if you have any and and so you you will stand by as uh, literature from the past is burned uh, because it doesn't abide by the narrative you you will stand by as you're required to wear masks nonsensically or even take a vaccine nonsensically you will stand by as worship is throttled and cancelled and stopped um, you will stand by if octopuses are given more privileges than unborn babies and so that's that's what it it all boils down to is do we have the courage of our convictions or are we too beholden to the comfortable life and to the life of no of little pain um, and that's what that's what. Um, here we go. The idiots who just want to do ad hominems. Christianity is so stupid. Get lost, bud. Um, but yeah. So that's the question. And how how does the West return to raising their boys to be men who have courage, the courage of their convictions? Um, fatherlessness is one of the scourges of the West. Um, so not only are adult men this eight of, of our generation some of the least fathered men in existence. So then they're going to father children that are even less fathered, mm-hmm. if you will, because mm-hmm. it's like a generational curse. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I think, I think there's going to be a breaking point in the West and then it's going to need to be reborn um, in some way. I don't think there's anything that's going to stop this decline. But once again... We do not store our treasures here on earth and we do not have our hope in, in, in republics and in media empires and in narratives. Uh, We have our hope in heaven and that is ultimately victorious. And so we do not fret and we keep hope. Um, And I know our brothers and sisters in the global South are carrying the torch (laughs) and, uh, and that is very inspiring. So that is all for the stories that we have today. Any final, like, shall we do a quick, AMA for, let's do five minutes AMA.
1: Ask me anything. Ask me anything from the for. YouTube
0: crowd. Five minutes uh, as we wait While they for us first let's questions. Say goodbye. Go ahead.
1: Let's say goodbye to our podcast listeners. So okay. thank you guys, podcast listeners, for listening. Be sure you can email us at thepostmodernfamily@gmail.com at gmail.com if you wanted to share your thoughts. Or... We're happy
0: to read your emails yeah, live yeah. on air. If they're
1: if they're fantastic emails, we will read them. And um and yeah, find us on YouTube, Postmod Pod. Uh, we it's very small right now. I think we have about mm. 62 subscribers.
0: Get on over there on Postmod Pod and subscribe. All yeah. 75 of you in the live chat. Go do that right now.
1: I mean, you should probably drop the link at some point.
0: Yeah, I should. Here we go. As I do that, um any
1: any questions. Is this
0: the closing now. So
1: yeah, so yeah, thanks so much for listening, podcasts, listeners.
0: And uh, do leave a five-star review. Not a four-star, not a three-star, not a two-star, not a one-star, but a five-star review. Much appreciated. Cheers.
1: Bye.